You're listening to the Burn Youth Podcast. We hope this message encourages and challenges you to live for Jesus. Let's get into it. Hey, how are we doing? Fantastic. Hey, if you don't know me, my name is Hamish and my wife and I, Meg, we run the youth group here and we just want to say welcome to Burn Youth. Uh, We believe that you don't have to believe to belong. So you might be a Christian or you might not know what you believe, but you are welcome here. And so if it's your first time or you're visiting, uh, we love you and we hope you stay. Uh, I've got a friend on the couch here. Uh, some of you may know her, some of you may not. Can everyone put their hands together for Pastor Grace Steenbergen? Hello. How you doing, Gracie? Good, good. Fantastic. Now, if you don't know, Grace is Pastor Meg's uh, sister, so she is my sister-in-law. <laughs> now, Grace, when you were in youth back in the prehistoric era... <laughs> Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite memory from youth when you were a student? Oh, oh I think just the praise and worship. Yeah. yeah, everyone just jumping. Oh, and camps, of course. You have to go yes. to camp. Make sure you get to camp. But um, yeah, just the praise and worship and giving God everything through our praise and worship. Nice. What a plug for BYC, seriously. Now we're going to dive right into the topic tonight. We've got Pastor Grace here because our topic is talking to Jesus, talking to Jesus. And we're actually going to do this as a three-parter, like a a little mini three-part series. So tonight, next week, which is another Hubs Night, and then a a Hubs Night a few weeks from now, three parts, Talking to Jesus Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. And tonight, we're focusing on uh, reading the Bible, focusing Mm -hmm. on your devotion time alone, reading the Bible. And the reason why reading the Bible and talking to Jesus are linked is because Jesus, I don't know if you know Jesus, but he lived on the earth over 2,000 years ago. And so how do you talk to a guy who died 2,000 years ago? It's a legit question. Christians, we also believe that we talk to God. How do you talk to God who's this, you know, disembodied being somewhere up in the clouds? He's like, you know, this big powerful being that throws down lightning bolts at people when they sin, you know, all that stuff. How do we talk to God? He's like, he's a distant being. Jesus, he died 2,000 years ago. How do we talk to Jesus? Well, first of all, we believe that Jesus is not dead, that he actually rose to life and that he's seated in heaven next to the Father. And you can actually have a relationship with him today because he left his Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Amen. Um, But we actually, as Christians, we believe that we can have a relationship with Jesus and we can have a relationship with God. And one of the main ways that we have that relationship is through reading our Bible, through reading our Bible. Did you know that Jesus actually can be your friend? Jesus actually, he can be your friend. In Proverbs 18, 24, it says this, the man of too many friends as in randomly chosen friends, will be broken in pieces and come to ruin. But there is a true and loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother. Did you know Jesus, he knows you closer than your family members know you? He knows you better than your best friends know you. And he wants you to know him. He wants you to not only just know of him as some guy that lived 2,000 years ago, but he wants you to know him personally today Closer than a friend, closer than a brother. It doesn't have to be complicated. 
knowing, getting to know Jesus, talking to Jesus. It doesn't have to be tricky. It's not like you have to do all these steps and, and do all these. It's not like you have to get on your knees and beg, God, please have a relationship with me. Jesus, please speak to me. You don't have to beg. It's not complicated. You can literally just open up your Bible and start reading today. You can get to know him today. It, Meg and I, when we were dating, we had a long distance relationship for three years. I was in Sydney and she was back here in Canberra. And that kind of relationship, if we wanted to see each other face to face, if we wanted to spend time together, you know, I had to get on a bus to go on a train to get on another bus and go for three hours to go to Sydney, uh, to go to Canberra to see her. But with Jesus, his spirit is with you right now. And so it's not this complicated process where you have to beg and you have to go up to heaven and you have to go down to hell and you have to go on this mountain and you have to wash your face three times and you have to kneel in front of a statue five times. You don't have to do all this crazy stuff to have a relationship with Jesus. He is with you 24-7 and he's close to you right now. So you might say, oh, I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to pray. He's literally with you on the toilet. You could do it then. He's with you all the time. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about talking to Jesus, building your relationship with him. Now, Grace, let's talk about spending time with Jesus. Yeah. So I want you guys to imagine that you have a friend and this friend you've known for a while, but they're hard to get in touch with. So you try calling this friend, no answer. You send them a text message asking if they want to hang out this week, no response. Maybe you try sending a message over Facebook or Instagram, a Snapchat, no response. You can see that they've seen your message, but no response. So you rock up to youth on a Friday night and your friend is there. And this friend comes up to you and they're really friendly with you. And they're like, hey, how are you going? I'm really sorry I didn't get around to chatting to you this week. I'm just so busy with life and work and friends and family and school. And it's just been crazy busy, but it's good to see you. You have a quick conversation and then they're off, distracted again, chatting with some other friends. Okay, and this goes on like this, this relationship, this friendship for a while until all of a sudden this friend needs you, right? They've had a rough week, their grandma's sick, they failed biology and they've had a falling out with a friend from school and they call you up and they're like, oh, I'm really struggling. Can you come round, spend some time with me, hang out with me, help me through it? So you go over, you help them out, you talk them through it whatever, all good. And then the next week they're feeling good again. And guess what? You message them, you call them, no response. I want you to imagine this friendship. And do you think it will go very far? I don't think so. But okay, so you see this friend again at youth. And um, this time you haven't text them or message them or call them during the week because you don't get a response anyway. So you kind of go, you know what? I'm not going to bother this week. And this friend comes up to you and goes, what, why are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? And they're angry with you. And they think that you're a nasty person and you're really not a good friend. Imagine this scenario and how that might make you feel. And um, I would go as far to argue that that's not a friendship at all. <laughs> that's, not, that's a one-sided relationship. But, you know, sometimes we can be like that with our relationship with God. Um, we, you know, we 
don't have time. We're busy with life and school and friends and work and family and we lose sight because we're so busy. And then we quickly, we come to youth and, you know, we praise and worship. We say a prayer at the end of worship. Yep, time of God. And then we're distracted again by the games and we're chatting with our friends and we go about the next week not talking to God. But then something rough happens in our life and all of a sudden we're seeking God again, <laughs> seeking Jesus. Jesus, help me in this situation. Help me. What, what do I do? And we're all about talking to God again, but things are good again and life gets busy and we stop talking to God again. And so often this can be our relationship with him. And when it gets that way, we start to judge his character. So, you know, we haven't spoken to God in a while. We feel distant from him. He feels silent in our situation. And so we go, God, where are you? You're never there when I need you. God, how can you be a good God? And because we haven't been spending the time in intimate, close relationship and getting to know him, we start to doubt his character and our faith is weakened. And so you build relationships. You grow in your faith and in your relationships by making the time to spend with Jesus outside of youth, outside of anything, making the time. Relationships grow by making time for Jesus. Yeah, that's good, Grace. Really good. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot from from other kids and from youth leaders and from people over many years. Yeah, I, I, they struggle. You know, they come to me. They've been in youth for a long time and they've mm. been coming to church for a long time, and they just I still feel disconnected from God. I, mm. uh, you know, they go from one youth camp to one revival week. Um, you know, one awesome youth night with worship and they feel really close to him. Mm. And then two weeks, a month later, they feel really distant from him. Mm. Um, but then you ask them, how's your quiet time with Jesus? Mm. How's your alone time with Jesus? And they've gone to every church service and they've gone to every hubs hangout and they've gone to every Friday night youth and every event, but they didn't have any time one-on-one mm. with Jesus. And that's what's missing. Yeah. So you can go to everything. You can go to all the conferences. Mm. You can go to every single event imaginable. But if you didn't make any time for yourself with Jesus, that's where things really start to fall apart. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, I don't have any time. I don't have, I don't have a spare minute. I don't have any time. Mm. I'm so busy. Let me tell you right now, you've got the most time you'll ever have in your life. (laughs) Imagine having a baby. Imagine having a mortgage. Imagine having two jobs. You know, you've got the most time that you have right now as a teenager. So start building that Mm. habit of spending time with Jesus while you have the time. And then when life gets busy, you've already got that time with Jesus rock solid and you're not going to, take that away from for any for anything Mm. um moving on let's talk about bible (laughs) that's what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about spending time with jesus talking to jesus through Mm. reading your bible so what is the bible does anyone know what the bible is god's word yeah amen amen it's a book right it's got pages okay who was who was the bible written by who wrote it Lots of people. Yeah, lots of people. It wasn't just some dumb guy's idea. He didn't just pull it out of nowhere and come up with it. It was lots of different people over many hundreds of years, 66 different books. Some of them are in story form, like they tell an account of what happened. Some are historic. Some have poetry in it and songs in it. Some are actually letters written from one guy to another guy or one guy written to a bunch of other guys. And so there's a whole different... uh, 
whole different gamut of context which the books come from. But basically what you need to know is that, well, let me read it. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, it basically sums up what the Bible is about. All scripture, in other words, the whole Bible is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. If you're taking notes, this is what that scripture tells me about the Bible. It tells me that the Bible is the inspired word of God. Did God write the whole Bible by his hand? No, there were different authors, but God inspired every single word in that book. And you can guarantee that the book is true because it comes from God. That scripture also tells us that the Bible teaches us what is right from wrong. It teaches us morality, what is good and what is evil, what is acceptable to God and what is not acceptable to God. The Bible also tells us uh, God uses the Bible to give us what we need to do his work and to follow him. So the Bible, God uses, when you read the Bible, it actually equips you to be a Christian. If you're a Christian, but you're not reading the Bible, then you're not equipped to do the work of a Christian. It's like if I got, a, if, it's like, oh, what's a job? I don't know carpenter it's like if i got up in the morning to go do my carpentry and i forgot my tools at home that's what you're like if you're a christian who forgets to read their bible because you're not equipping yourself to do the work that god asks you to do that scripture also tells us um, that the bible in encourages and challenges us to follow Jesus. And so if you're feeling a bit discouraged in your Christian walk, if you're feeling like you don't know where you're going, read the Bible. It'll challenge you and it'll encourage you to follow Jesus. Yeah, it's an old book. It was written like hundreds and thousands of years ago, um, but it is relevant for you today. If you're a Christian today, it's relevant for you today. You need it. You can't follow Jesus without it. It literally is the word of God. If you want to know Jesus, half of the New Testament has literally his words in it. And so if you want to know Jesus, you need to read the Bible because it's going to equip you and prepare you for your life as a Christian. Amen. Mm. Amen. Okay. So we talked about what the Bible is and why we need to read it, but how do we go about reading the Bible, Grace? Yeah. So um, Joshua 1 verse 8 says, study this book of instruction continually, talking about the Bible, meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Um, Focusing in on that word meditate, meditate on it day and night. And the Hebrew word for meditate actually means to speak to yourself or to murmur, right? And so what that means, in other words, it means speaking quietly to yourself or saying to yourself over and over and over again the word of God. The scripture. So if you are reading your Bible and you pick a scripture that stands out to you and throughout the day, rather than just read it once, okay, I've done my devotions, put my Bible away, go go about the rest of your day, it would be continually thinking about that verse, going back and rereading it at lunchtime thinking about it as you're, as you're working, as yeah, you're cool. going about your day. What does that mean? Maybe you're going to Google the context of it. But it means continually processing it and thinking about its meaning and how you're going to apply that to your own life. 
And um, an example um, is kind of like chewing the cud. So cows, when they eat grass, they don't just eat it once. They eat their grass, then they vomit it back up gross, I know, and then they eat it again in order to be able to digest it. But that's kind of what we should be doing with the Word of God. Reading it once is not enough, but in order to digest it, we should be chewing on it mentally over and over and over again throughout the day and and sinking it into our hearts. And so a part of that is setting aside time every day throughout the day and revisiting it. Revisit yeah. it at nighttime before you go to bed. Um, you know, write it on your hand so that when you glance through the day, oh, it's just there. Put a reminder in your phone and, and the verse just pops up during the day, whatever it is. Um, but there are many different ways to read the Bible. Um, many different people do their devotions in different ways. I do the one-year Bible. I know Hamish yeah. is doing the one-year Bible at the moment too. Um, and this basically guides you through the whole Bible in one year. Every day there's readings, um, a passage from the Old Testament, passage from the New Testament, a Psalms and a Proverbs. Um, and so what I do is I do that. And then I ask, before I do that, I ask the Holy Spirit to just reveal something to me, show me something, speak to me as I'm reading. Then I'll do that. Um, I'll read that. A verse will usually stand out to me and I will journal on it. And a really easy way to journal on it or do a Bible study is the SOAP method. SOAP, if you remember SOAP. So the first thing is S for scripture. So a scripture might stand out to you and you take note of that or maybe you just think about it in your head. Then you've got observation. So what does this scripture tell you? What's it talking about? Then there's the application. How does this change your life and what are you going to do about it? And there's no point reading scripture and putting it away and then making no changes to your life or to your heart. And then finally, prayer, praying about what you've read and what God's revealed to you. Um, So there's so many different ways. There's devotional books. Okay. Um, There are apps, so many different apps, Bible Hub, the Bible app. Maybe you can talk about some of them in your hubs groups. Um, And, um, but they're really easy ways to just take small amounts of scripture and start applying them and start journaling about them and doing this every single day. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, we're going to wrap up in a second and in a moment we're going to go into our hub groups and we're actually going to talk as a group uh, a little bit more about how maybe your leaders read their Bible. Maybe you can talk about how you read your Bible. Maybe some of the struggles that you've faced in reading your Bible. Does anyone here struggle reading your Bible? Like, let's be real. Yeah, right. Now, I struggle with reading my Bible too. And, you know, up until this year, my pattern of reading wasn't super consistent. But the encouragement I can give you is just keep doing it. Mm. Keep doing it. You might miss a day here where you don't read your Bible and you don't spend time with Jesus and you don't talk with Him. That's fine. Just pick it up again the next day. The best thing you can do is build that consistency because like we said at the start, Mm. if it's a relationship, then you want to be hanging out with Him as much as you can. If you neglect time with Him, then you neglect your relationship with Him. You neglect your growth. Mm. And that's what it's about. It's not meant to be a religious thing like, Tick my box. I read the Bible today. Great. Um, But did you learn anything from it? (laughs) Did you talk to him? Did you spend any time with him? That's what really matters. And so building those habits, building that consistency in your life, it's going to really take your Christian walk to the next level. Thanks for tuning in to the Burn Youth Podcast. To stay in the loop, follow us on Instagram at Burn Youth. See you next time.